On this episode of Off Course Agility, I'm on deck with myself. So I think I've been on a pretty good run with guests and having interesting people uh, and new people joining me on the podcast. But my production staff has let me down this week. And just to be clear, I have no production staff. It's me. So I have reached out to a number of people through the NADAC forum, through emails. So I do have some guests that are potential guests in the future. And I hope to work them out and get them to record a podcast with me for the future. So this episode will be a little different where uh, I'm going to talk about a few different topics uh, to catch everybody up. Um, I'm calling it On Deck with Ed Peters. And partly that's because I think I've mentioned it before. One of my favorite, uh, my I'll say my favorite sport is baseball. And I'm happy that baseball is back. I'm able to watch my Mets again, and it gives me great joy to be able to do that. Um, It's not a replacement for going to agility trials, but at least I get my fill of some real live sports and the sport that I uh, most enjoy, which is baseball. So what I'll do on this episode is I'll, I'll talk about a few different topics just briefly with a quick break, um, just the interlude in between. So I'm going to take uh, an interlude now and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about what I'm up to in regards to agility training and, and school. So as you all know, uh, I've talked about my current dog, Trace. And when we went to our last trials, he's an intro dog. That's, that's where I, he is or was. And it's important for a young dog to keep working. And I've mentioned many times, don't really have any place where we can do more than just a few obstacles or few sequences so it's important to go back to agility school and our school that my sister and I go to has reopened but they've reopened with um, COVID (laughs) uh, in mind so uh, in any hour the most and it is an indoor facility the most uh, students that can attend uh, an hour is four. So other than that, the class runs somewhat normally. Um, Social distancing masks uh, are observed. But essentially, um, you pay kind of what the normal price is per class. So my sister and I, what we're doing is we're we're essentially kind of going for private almost where we've got a half hour. So it's bell and trace and we go for our uh, weekly agility course and uh, we pay $50 per, uh, per week for that. And uh, it's a half hour. So it's kind of like a very condensed class for us because 
you don't wait and you don't observe anyone else. I, you know, I, I watch Bell run, Leanne and Bell run, and Leanne watches me and Trace run uh, the course that's set for that week. So that's been going pretty well. Uh, we've been doing that in July. Um, we go on the weekend, and uh, we will be doing it again in, in August. So at least we are back running, you know, small pieces of courses and training again, which is good, especially for uh, a dog when you have an intro dog. But, you know, the whole COVID thing is, is, is thrown plans and, and hopes, I'll say, uh, away, you know. Uh, Trace, I had hoped that if, you know, this year had been normal, I'd been going to my normal trials all through the year. I had hoped that maybe we would not go maybe through all the intro classes, but I would see that he had enough confidence, that I had enough confidence in him that we could move perhaps to novice. I don't know that that will happen, obviously, because I don't know if I'm even going to get to any trials this year. Everything is fluid, as we know, with COVID, and uh, there's not uh, too many trials that are close, and my sister and I are very leery of traveling, just the way we are. Uh, so it it's unfortunate. So when I got Dino, he was like three when I probably went to my first trial, I believe. And Trace is, will turn three. Now, he, he did trial last year, so it's not quite the same situation, but I had always hoped, well, maybe by the time he's three, we'll, you know, we've gotten a few intro titles and uh, we're in novice and we'd be getting a better jump into our agility career. But I don't see that happening now this year. So next year we will probably uh, try to do what we had intended to. Hopefully, if, you know, the COVID situation has been uh, resolved through a vaccine or whatever. Always hopeful. And for my sister and Belle, I know she's bummed too because Belle last year in the, she's a beagle, she's an elite in most classes and she had make, made the top 10, um, the NADAC top 10, which is, you know, a thrill and, and an honor in a way. Uh, and the, I back on the episode where I talked about the top 10 for a breed like Beagle, where there's not a lot of Beagles, it's really not hard to get on the list. You just need three elite cues in a class and essentially you're on the top 10 for NADAC. Well, at the way this year is going for 2020, Leanne is Leanne and Bell probably Bell will probably not be on the top 10 for Beagles because she hasn't gotten any cues. She hasn't gotten any elite cues because we haven't been to any trials. So that's a bit of a bummer. But at least we all are tra training again and uh, keeping our skills, you know, and trying to upgrade our skills, which is more important for Trace than Bell. But it is when I watch Bell, it's just nice to see her run agility, uh, you know, and there is a difference. Trace has some potential that. 
Belle um, doesn't. But Belle is she's a she's an elite dog. So Leanne and her have teamwork worked out. Where Trace and I, we still need to to work on things. Um, so I think I'll leave that topic, and then the next topic I think I might go to is um, talking about an agility project that uh, Leanne and I have done this year. With a little bit more time on our hands this year, my sister Leanne and myself were able to uh, get done an agility project that uh, really had started at the end of 2018, or the genesis of it was at the end of 2018. Leanne uh, had seen a Facebook for sale post of an A-frame. And uh, I don't remember. It, it was a relatively reasonable price. Uh, it was a steel steel A-frame with uh, plexiglass and slats because it was really kind of for AKC. So we went and we looked at the A-frame and talked to the woman who had it. And uh, it looked good enough for using for practice and whatever. Not as it was, because the slats were wooden slats that were nailed on, and most of them were a bit decayed, and they weren't all there. And so there were like some nails and things that were, yeah, it was not safe for a dog to go over. But structurally, it looked like a pretty decent A-frame. So we got it, and we brought it home. We set it up against a wall in my sister's backyard. And pretty much in 2019, we didn't do anything with it. It's It sat there partly because we just didn't have the time. We're, in 2019, different world. We were going to trials. We were going camping. We were doing other things. My sister was fully employed. I was fully employed. Um, so it just didn't have, you know, we just didn't really have the time to to try to do anything with it, and we never made a point of doing anything in 2019. But this year in the spring, when uh, we weren't going to trials, <laughs> we weren't going to class, we had a bit more time on our hands. My sister's unemployed now, so she had a bit more time on her hand. So we did take the A-frame and took each piece of the A-frame, and we got those wooden slats off, sanded down so it was smoother. I ordered um, the ship belting to use on it. And it's a three foot by eight foot long A-frame sides. Um, so it's, it doesn't taper or anything. It's nice, just three feet wide by eight feet long A-frame sides. So we had prepped it. Um, we kind of brushed off and sanded up so we could flip the sides over on the backside. The steel um, really needed uh, a spray painting and uh, with some Rust-Oleum because it was a bit rusty. So we cleaned that up a bit, and Leanne uh, spray painted up uh, all the metal. Uh, 
framing on the backside of the sides with black uh, Rust-Oleum spray paint. She did a good job. And uh, when the ship belting showed up, I never tried to apply any, you know, belting on anything before. So I had looked on the forum and I saw that there were recommendations to not try to glue it on, which is what I originally thought I was going to do. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people have talked about that, and I, certainly you can do it, but the safe frame is not, not for competition use. It's more just for practice in the backyard. So after reading a few of some posts where people said to just screw it in on the sides, I decided to try that. So, as I said, the actual underlying was not wood. It, it, it wasn't wood. It was, it was kind of like a plexiglass. So I was a bit concerned about that. So I went to Lowe's and looked through all the screws and found, found a package that looked like it might work. I think I bought maybe two or three very small packages. And then... When I had the belting, I uh, kind of did some testing to see if the screw seemed to work, and it, it seemed like it would work. So we found the right screw that uh, kind of worked. But of course, uh, Lowe's, which is where I got the screws, they didn't have enough in that store because you know, I worked it out. I was going to put a screw every four inches along the sides of the belting because that's what I had read on the form to hold it. And so I worked out and I needed something like a hundred and, I don't know, well, slightly over a hundred screws. Maybe somewhere between like a hundred and 120 screws I needed to, uh, to do that. So Lowe's at the local store didn't have it, so we had to order... Uh, the screws online and once they came we started doing it and we uh, we definitely got the the belting applied of course you know this was the first time I had ever tried to put a belting on on an a-frame so it's not a perfect job there's a little bit of uh, you know I call it warping it's not uh, the the matting doesn't always go down. It's pretty good, though, and for practice purposes, it's fine. Uh, there's just a little bit of a bulge, in it, bulge or two in the, in the, each side, but nothing that will bother the dogs, because if they step on it, it just is going to go right onto the, the backing, and uh, that ship belting is such a good traction for the dogs that uh, it's not a problem. So, the dogs have gone over it a little bit. We haven't used it to a great degree yet in uh, practicing in the backyard. It's Since we got this completed, uh, the summer in New Jersey has been very hot. It's not, The spring was cool, but we were still working on getting the, the A-frame together then. But lately, the temperatures in New Jersey have been definitely on the hot side. Hot and sticky, so not the type of thing that you want to go out and do. So it seems to be holding. I'll see. I am still a bit concerned because the screws, because the plexiglass was only like 
uh, somewhere slightly less than a quarter inch in width and the screws were probably a little bit longer than that but they have to go through the belting uh, and then into that um, I think it will hold over time but I will I guess we'll find out and good thing about the screws you can always take all the screws out and we can always go to plan B which would be to try to glue the belting on uh, of course that'll be another project and that you would definitely want to avoid uh, any bulges <laughs> in in doing that but uh considering i think we did a pretty good job the only thing we still really need to do is the a-frame came with chains that are really rusty so i still need to go to lowe's and and get some uh chains new chains would be really uh better for it so that's the last thing that we need to do but I'm curious if any of uh, my listeners have taken on any other like agility projects if, because maybe you also had some free time that you haven't had this year to do things like that. Maybe build some equipment or refurbish your equipment. It's been a good year for those type of things. So after uh, that's that agility project that we were working on. I'm going to take another interlude and I'm going to come back and just talk a little bit about uh, virtual runs. So I know this year a lot of people are doing virtual runs, whether at a virtual trial or just getting together to do a virtual run on a specific course. I'd like to give a bit of a shout out to... Uh, our local uh, agility school that's at St. Hubert's. My sister uh, is taking a class there also. She takes a class on Tuesday nights with, uh, it's more geared toward dogs who are a little bit more advanced perhaps. So I don't, I don't go to that, uh, that class. I just do the one on the weekends that I talked about earlier, but um, St. Hubert's has been, given, been giving a crack at uh, some uh, virtual runs. And that's been essentially the work of Linda Bogart uh, from St. Hubert's, who teaches agility classes. Um, she might be the head of the agility school, but I'm, I'm not really positive of that. If she is, fine. If she isn't, well, <laughs> I'm giving her credit. Um, but she has been sending out emails to uh, the students. And she started with, I think it was a uh, chances course. I think it was one of the uh, smaller course courses. And one night during the week, she had uh, run the chances for uh, novice open and elite as uh, she sets a different time and then you know people who reply to the email to say if they're going to come and then i think she was sending out um, not an exact run order but uh, if she needed to send something back out she did so she did that i think partly as a test to see how it would go so she did one for chances and she did one for uh, jumpers i believe my sister and Belle went and did the chances. Um, she's varied it a bit. She, sometimes it's been on uh, weeknights, 
and sometimes it's been on uh, weekends on Saturday. So my sister went and did the chances, I believe. She didn't, uh, didn't succeed, but that was good. A few people did succeed, I know, and that went well. And then I don't think Leanne didn't go to the jumper, so I don't really know what happened with the jumpers course. And oh, she also had touch and go. I think that was her second one was touch and go. I might have that right. Maybe it was touch and go and then chances and then jumpers. And then this past weekend, she did um, a regular course. So, and that was, I think that was a, a regular, kind of more of a regular size course for the regular. And um, I decided to do that. Now, remember earlier I said my dog's intro? Uh, she was only running novice open and elite but i figured what the heck it's just practice and to get onto a, a full uh full size uh course and uh somewhat like a trial so i ran two runs with trace and we we did all right he um he started off okay now remember in intro there's no discriminations in novice there is. So on this course, I think it was Gentry, if ever, anybody wants to look it up, uh, and it, I think it was regular one. The uh, course started, I think, with a hoop, and then there was a discrimination right away for the dog walk or a tunnel. So the first time, the first run, he went in the tunnel, and it was totally my fault. I set him up kind of wrong, didn't direct him properly, and he went in the tunnel. Not his fault at all. But he actually did hold his stay a little bit. Now, mind you, there weren't many dogs. There were a, maybe a total of, oh, I don't know, three other dogs around, but way off in the distance, and maybe a total of, I don't know, six people or something. Not a lot. And, you know, everybody's socially distancing and, and you know, wearing masks whenever they get close to anybody. So uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it, it went well, um, but he, you know, Trace, he's really an intro dog, no discrimination. So novice, we have discrimination. So he went in the tunnel the first time, and I, that, totally, that was totally my fault. Second time we ran it, I set him up much better. He held his start pretty well. I made sure to make a more of a lateral move over from him so that he knew not to go to the dog walk and I mean to go to sorry to go to the dog walk and not go over to the tunnel the first time I had been too close to him and I pretty much pushed him in the tunnel so he ran the dog walk you know the second time fine and then I think it was out to a corner jump and then up and over the a-frame and then I think you wrapped around a barrel and then you came back to a tunnel and I think he might have gotten most of that I think he might have gone on the a-frame after the wrap but I'm kind of mixing my two runs in my mind but then he came through the tunnel and we, we kept going and then the course went like a hoop jump tunnel and that tunnel pushed you back over to the start area where you had to push out now you had to push out to the tunnel which you would not see in intro regular so you had to push out to the tunnel, and the first run, where we had the issue with the start, the first run, 
Trace did a beautiful. I pushed him out to the tunnel. He went in the tunnel. I was so happy, probably too vocal, probably my fault. And I'm like, yeah. And I start heading to the other end of the tunnel. He turns around in the tunnel, pops back out, goes up the dog walk. Not that I was going to cue on this run anyway, but it was just funny. So then I bring him back, put him back in the tunnel. <laughs> and he, he pops out again and turns. I was like just, you know, one of those comedies you get with, with young dogs. And uh, eventually I did get him through the tunnel and, and we finished the course. Uh, I think then I went back across the over two jumps back toward the other side of the course where you went to a set of weave poles and uh, the finish line. And he can do a set of six weaves in class. He can usually get them. But out in an open course, uh, he did. And by then, we had done so many other things. I wasn't going to push the weave poles. I didn't want to demotivate them. So we pretty much just skipped the weave poles. But it was a lot of fun. And it was great that we were able to do it. And I think this week, during the weeknights, which aren't as good for me because frankly I still am working from home so for me to work my full day getting off like 5-ish 4.30 whenever I get off from work and then try to get him ready and go run a course on a weeknight is not not what I'm going to do so hopefully maybe she'll do some more Saturday ones and I had mentioned earlier in this podcast, it's been really hot here in New Jersey this year. So uh, Saturday morning, this past Saturday, it wasn't too bad. The humidity was a little bit down, but uh, with the sun and the heat, it, it was probably still like 90 degrees, probably, uh, when we were running in the morning on Saturday morning. So, but the humidity wasn't horrible, so it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But that was fun, and I, I understand why people are doing the virtual runs because it does give you a shot at uh, getting a cue, and it really is, um, you know, it's, it's nice. It's the closest thing we have um, to, to a trial if you're not going to an actual trial. So it went well, and uh, Bell... Bell ran really nice too, but she she also had some weave issues. She's an elite, so her course was different. But she ran with good speed, but uh, she was having a bit of a popping issue on the end of her uh, set of 12 uh, weave poles on the elite course, so she didn't get a cue either. But uh, she had nice speed. Leanne and her on regular courses are really good, and that's where... That's where you miss a real trial, too. If we were at a real trial, you'd have, you know, probably four chances at regular. You'd have, the you know, two runs on Saturday and two runs on Sunday. So, yeah, have a bad day on, uh, on the Saturday and you don't get the cues, fine. But then the next day, you know, a lot of times it's the reverse of the course you did on Saturday if it's a double run trial or whatever. Um but you're doing the course the other direction. So you might get it. And then when you flip this course, the weave poles would have been the first thing to do, which uh, for Bell, that probably wouldn't be too bad. Um, for Trace, I probably would have ended up just skipping them, which is another reason I probably won't go, go do the, the flipped around version of the Gentry regular two course this week. 
uh, at the virtual runs that St. Hubert's uh, is having. But I do want to, once again, shout out, at least from the New Jersey, uh, that I appreciate uh, Linda Bogert and uh, St. Hubert, uh, St. Hubert's uh, allowing them to run the, the virtual uh, runs for the people. I mean, it's not a lot of people coming, but uh, at least it's giving people a shot at it. And uh, people are getting some cues. So that's great. And it's fun and it's good. So I think I'll go take another interlude and I think maybe I'm going to wrap this one up in the final segment. So in this final segment, I'm going to thank my listeners. I do appreciate everyone who's listening to my podcasts. I'm going to remind you to help me grow the podcast. Mention this podcast in social media or to your NADAC friends or any agility people at trials or conversations with them, however they may happen. Zoom phone call, whatever. I'll remind you that you can tell people they can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on their iPhones through the podcasts section. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on CastBox. And you can find us on our home platform of Anchor, which the, um, the website, offcourseagility.com, will point and go forward over to our Anchor homepage, where you can listen to any of our episodes. And you can see the descriptions and all that, just like you can do in most of the uh, other apps that get fed through uh, RSS feed. So... Uh, you can tell people, they can find us in any of those places. If you'd like to give me any feedback, positive, negative, whatever, you can send me an email at offcourse at optimum.net. The email is offcourse at optimum.net. And our email also appears in uh, our homepage on the Anchor platform. And most likely in in the RS in you know on the uh, all the other apps where you find our uh, our podcast. If you are trialing virtually or at a trial, I'll say happy trialing to you. I'll also remind everybody I am a baseball fan. I'll also say let's go Mets. Uh, during this podcast, while I was recording, I had to. Baseball game on the TV with the sound off. And the Mets tonight beat the Boston Red Sox up in uh, Boston. Sorry, all you New Englanders. Um, So I'm happy my Mets are right now above 500. Until next time, happy trialing.